Well, look, this morning, uh, if uh, you have your Bibles, you could turn to Psalm 47, which we began together with. And just a thought from that psalm in the day in which we live, hopefully in the hour in which we're going through, to give us some comfort this day. This year it is the Queen's 70th anniversary of her session to then the throne. And whether you're a monarchist or whether you're not, it's hard for anyone really to point the finger at her because she has seen so many changes so many ups and downs that she's gone through in 70 years and she's done a a very uh, sterling job indeed. Uh, But you know, as we think of all those changes that she has gone through, we realise that uh, we're living in a day which is a day now where we need someone who is truly on the throne and truly is reigning. And that's what you find here in this psalm psalm 47 of the great king which does reign you know we're living in a world which is filled with uh, great tensions of democracy and of government and i hope that you're not uh, all feeling kind of content or perhaps peaceful that we live in a democracy actually democracy is only one-fifth of the world's governments in this uh, in this world in which we live. There are so many other ways of, of leading people, dictatorships, uh, communism, and other uh, forms of government which are around. And what you find this day is that uh, whether you're a, a monarchist or not, or you believe in democracy, let me tell you, one day this world will be led by a king. And on that day, we will all be monarchists. Because there is one king and there's one ruler and he is seated on the throne. And he will deal with these governments and these dictators and these leaders. And that's what you find here, you see, in Psalm 47. What you have is this, is that you have a a psalm which tells us of the great king. Because this book tells us of the king, of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ the message of the book of psalms from psalm 2 is about the lord's anointed and you follow the book of psalms and although you may think it's very personal and subjective it's also telling us of the great king who will one day come and he will reign in then his glory and what you find is that the lord jesus christ himself when he came to this world he said these words repent and believe for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and you also find that in this very book they were also looking forward to the day when his kingdom would come and what i want you to do this morning is is simply this is that some of you may have been able to remember when queen elizabeth came to the throne in in 1953 that what happened was you were taken to a place where there was a tv you had a little time where they watched the procession. You've seen some films about it. And what happens is the crowds were there. They were cheering, just as you read here in Psalm 47. Have I got this right? Yes, Psalm 47. And what you find here, the Lord has gone up with a shout. He has uh, gone up with this uh, great clapping. 
and uh, shout of triumph for the most high god is awesome and they were on the side of the road they were cheering along they were saying god save the queen and now in this psalm you've got something similar where we're told even this day that there's been this occasion or oh, clap your hands all your people shout to god with a voice of triumph and i want you to picture yourself even in this world in which we live with all his chaos with all his confusion that you're standing at the side of the road here in march 2022 and you are actually making your shout you are cheering on the great king that you know that the monarch is going to be then ascended and coming in glory and actually that's what we're doing here in this place that's what people have done uh, for hundreds of years i should imagine in this uh, little town where people have just come on a sunday and they've made their praise to him the great king now there are three things i want us just to mention this morning uh, for our well-being that first of all what the king is going to come and do there is someone who is in control there is now a person who is on the throne there is one who is governing this world and we're being told here in this psalm here it is in verse 2 the lord most high is awesome he is a great king over all the earth he will subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet he will choose our inheritance for us the excellence of jacob whom he loves now in our lives there are many things that you're troubled with many things personally and i don't know what they are but i also know that what's happening in this world today also troubles you and it does affect you and you want to know where's all going to end and what's going to take place well this psalm tells us it's no different three thousand years ago even they without their mobile phones were concerned about the nations what's going to happen with the nations the things which take place in the nations and now there's a psalm which tells us the most high is awesome and he is the king over all the earth that was a truth that we held on to years ago that we don't have so often this day that there is a sovereign god there is one who does reign there is one who is seated on the throne and when you read the great accounts in revelations chapter 4 and all the events which are going to take place it begins with the knowledge that god is seated on the throne and that's what you've got here it is the news that he is in utter total control over the nations and i know that you're very fearful that there's one there in russia and he's got his finger upon perhaps a, a nuclear bomb and it'll only take a second for him to press that button but you need to listen to what the scriptures say there's one who's got that one in his hands he's the one who is really then which is in control and what you find here he's going to do two things the sovereign god he's going to subdue the nations under his feet and when you think of what you're hearing today 
Imagine that. There's a day which is coming. I read it to you there from Matthew chapter 25, where it says of the nations will be gathered then unto him one day. And you realize when you watch the news how difficult it is for one powerful nation to subdue another nation. But you know with the Lord Jesus Christ, I can tell you this morning, he's the one who can subdue nations. And he's done it in the past. And the nations which have bowed to him and their hearts have been subdued with the wonderful gospel of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And men and women have bowed the knee to him. Nations have done that. And he hasn't done it by tanks or by planes. He's done it by his word and his spirit. And there are people who have come, and they've given their hearts to him. And you realise the power of that. Something that Mr. Putin couldn't do. And when you watch the news and they sing their national anthem and they say that we'll fight and we'll be to the end. And even if he were to conquer, you couldn't conquer the human heart. But the Lord Jesus and God, you see, there's coming a day, though, where there's going to be a great gathering of the nations themselves. And they will be placed there under our feet, he says, as you're there with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the day is coming when they will be reckoned and brought to account. But there's something else that he's going to do. This great king, the one who's in control, he will choose your inheritance for us. Now that's what these powerful people do in this world. You've had all the news of the oligarchs. Because what happens is he has his favourites and he gives them the oil fields and the gas fields and he... uh, Dishes out then the property and all the rest. It used to happen in this country when there was more power, perhaps uh, to the king. There would be something where they would give their subjects titles and uh, gifts and rewards and all those things. But listen, there's coming a day, he says, where he will choose our inheritance for us. I am so glad this morning that we have a God who comes and chooses for us this day. Those things which are best. Look, there is an inheritance for us. Yeah. Blessed, uh, it says there in, in 1 Peter chapter 1. And it speaks of that wonderful inheritance which is going to be ours. Uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ who is, who is dead and is now raised again. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, which fades not away. And you can know of that. There is an inheritance which is ours. But listen now. These people know of how God comes and deals with his people. And he deals with us, thankfully, in his wisdom and his love and his care. And he chooses those things which are right for us. Now, these people knew that because when they entered the promised land, you remember that took place, they had, they had fought, but it came a time where they cast those lots. And then the lot fell to each tribe. Now in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1, it says that you obtained, you've obtained that righteousness. And that word obtained means that you have had it by lot. It wasn't your choice, but something happened. God himself has chosen for you. Aren't you glad this morning that there's one now who will choose for you, knows better than yourself? We're living in a world of choice. And you've got so much you can choose from. And you think it's a good thing. Well, all I know is this. The more choice, more mistakes we make. We can't make the right choice when there are two choices in front of us. 
The Bible says, you know, you've got two roads. One leading to hell, one leading to heaven. And you can't make that right choice. And you thank God there was a day when he came and he made that choice for you. If you got those two choices before you this morning, I can tell you, you couldn't pick the right one by accident. You need this morning that God would come and he would choose that for you. And aren't you glad when you think of your life? Think of the choices you made, the decisions which have been. You put your head in your hands. You just groan, you think, how stupid you could be, how foolish you were. But here's the wonderful news. There's coming that day, he says, and the great and the most high God and the king, because there's one government in this world. It's from the sovereign God, and he is coming. And on that day, he's going to choose for his people. Look what it says there when he speaks of that in these very words. Choosing that inheritance, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loves. And uh, whatever your lot this day, wherever my lot be cast, that's the hymn. That's how it goes. And so it is in our lives that he knows what's best and he knows what's good. And you can trust in him. But there's something else I need you to look in the psalm. It's not what the king is going to do, but it's what's happened with the king. And when we're speaking about these things, it's not because we're being fanciful. We're speaking of a fact, an actual fact of something that's taken place. You see, the Psalm 47 is in this book which God has given you, in that great story of God and his kingdom and his king and the Lord Jesus Christ. And you've got this psalm which is telling you something now. What has happened with then this great God, the Most High God. Verse 5. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with a sound of a trumpet. Now think of that. God has gone up with a shout. Now no one is higher than God. He is the one who, who fills the heavens and the heavens above that. God is the most high God. No one can come before God. But it says here that in verse 5, he's gone up with a shout. The only reason it can say that is because God, you see, had also come down to this world. And there was a place in the history of these people, they are speaking of a certain event. Now, the last thing I ever want to do in any service is bore you with history. But I want to tell you just something that did happen in the life of these people is that the Almighty God had come and He had chosen these as, their, as His people and He had promised to, to be with them. His presence would be with them. And what He did was He commanded them that He they would make a tabernacle. And in this tabernacle, there was something that we had which was simply this. There was now an ark of the covenant. There was an ark, a box which was made. I'm not sure if the box was actually a bit smaller in length than this box. I'm not a carpenter, but this is a kind of size of thing that you had. And on the box was covered then with gold. And there was uh, cherubims all in one piece. It was a mercy seat. And God's presence was to dwell within the ark of the covenant under the mercy seat. Now, what had happened was simply this, is that um, 
there came a time when the, the ark was, was captured and it was taken. And, and then there was a moment in the history where it was brought back. And when that was brought back, there was a celebration. David himself, you have that great occasion where he was dancing before the ark and he was brought back to go up onto the holy hill. The city was there. The Lord has gone out with a shout just as they were there in 1953 in the other side of the streets and they were saying, you know, long live the queen. But here it is, now God was amongst them and now he had gone up once again. Now all that, all that was just a, a pointer to the great, great God who came down, not in a box, but in human flesh and in that great incarnation and of the Lord Jesus Christ, you see, is this. There's that wonderful news that in him the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. And the word there tabernacled amongst us. And in Jesus Christ, God has come close to us. Emmanuel, God with us. And you know what happened. He was born. He lived. He died. And no one went lower. When you think of the God who has come down, he humbled himself, became obedient to even death on a cross. And on that cross he became, uh, what then? For our sin. He's the one who suffered death, went into hell, went into Hades, carried our burden, grappled with the devil, went into the darkness. But on the third day, he rose. Then he ascended, and now he's seated at God's right hand. Do you see it? Our God has gone up with a shout, and the king is amongst us. We've lost it, haven't we? We've lost the understanding that even that Balaam understood in the Old Testament. There's a king amongst these people. There's a king amongst his people today. And so you have it. That now he is there. Now, now look now what he says. Now this is very important in verse 6. Four times. No. Let me just count it. Sing praises to God. One. Sing praises. Two. Sing praises. Three. Sing praises. Four. Sing praises. Five. Five times. Five times it says sing praises. Now I must tell you. That whole COVID experience was horrible. It was horrible. I never enjoyed it at all. Well, bits of it perhaps. But look, what we had was this. We're in our places of worship. Look, look, it has been bad. It's been really bad. The fact that there's a place really, look, sing praises to him. Look, he has conquered death. He has taken your sins. He's ascended into heaven. He has done all this. There is a real command upon us to sing. You, 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 five times you, you're told to sing. And you say, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in my Christian life. I'm a terrible Christian. Oh, I'm awful. I don't do that right. I don't do that. I don't do this. Well, try this then. Try here. Try singing. And you know, as he tells us that we would do that, there's a need for it. Those were bad days when that was taken from us. 
There was something that just wasn't right. Now look, look what he says, you are to sing to God. And we need that. Worship is vitally important for the well-being, for the blessing, for the furtherance of his cause, and also for his great name. But look what he tells us here. Sing praises with understanding. Now, if you did have your Bible, you can actually uh, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And you've got that wonderful prayer of the Apostle Paul, which tells us something of this. In verse 15, let me go on. And then he tells us of this wonderful work of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Remember the prayer? Here it is in verse 15, that he wants you to have, verse 18, understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling. Christ has, has been seated. All things, listen here, have been placed under his feet. He is head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all. Now look, this morning, you have a king. One day he's coming. One day he'll subdue. One day he'll give you those gifts and that inheritance which is yours. But this king has seated and taken his throne and you are to know that and understand that this day in the world in which we live. Good. Third thing. Here it is in verse then 8 to verse then 9. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne just that thought first of all this is what god is doing now he is seated and is reigning now last time i checked he was still on the throne no last time it was definitely he's in power and he is doing what those do when they are seated and actually you must realize he does reign now the fear that we've had as Christians over the last number of, of years is almost been unreasonable in some extent. And even now, it's almost unreasonable. It's like if we haven't got a Bible in our hands. I'll give you three Proverbs. Three Proverbs. And, and you know the book of Proverbs? The book of Proverbs it, it is a book which is given to us, which speaks of what people have seen and observed, which is true, and which you can say, you know, uh, this is how things work out. And this is what it says. It says, the preparations of the heart, that belongs to man. But the answer comes from God. Remember that. When all the preparations are being made, in big places, powerful people, all the desires and plans they've got, don't you realize at the end of the day, the answer will come from God? It says, a man prepares his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Do you know it says that the horse is prepared for battle, but deliverance is from God? Now, don't you know that yourself? How many times have you actually come to a place in your mind, in your life, where you said something like this, right, I'm going to do it, 
I'm going to sort it out. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to tell them. I'm just doing it. By the time you get there, somehow it all goes wrong. You can't say anything. Your mind changes. Situations happen. Do you know you haven't got the power even to exercise the very thoughts that you have that you could implement them that God is not overruling in some way. Do you understand that? That even in the Mr. Putin's mind, there is one who even controls the thoughts which he thinks and the answers which will come. This king is ruling. And what you find here is that uh, as he governs, the princes of the people, in verse 9, have gathered together the people of the God of Abraham. Now, this is definitely happening, and he is ruling, and one of the reasons that you can know that is because the gathering of the people are being brought to him. The princes of the people, people are coming to him. We know that this morning. Those of the God of Abraham, uh, the God, you see, of our forefathers, the God now which we worship this day, they, hopefully there will be men and women who will be coming to Jesus Christ even this day. I don't know you, but I would say to you, if you haven't heard anything yet, there is a king and one day you're going to have to bow before him. Please bow before him today. Please come to him today. You'd find him gracious. You'd find him saving. You'd find him the one that you need. But look, people come to him. And what's happening, you say, in this world? Well, all I can tell you, we've lived too long for our pleasures and from him. And perhaps it may be a wake-up call that God calls people to himself. The people's gathered to him. I don't know if you've read any reports. Perhaps you have. I was reading one last night, a really good one, the Bible Society there in the Ukraine. And... Uh, they're calling them there in the office where they've got their Bibles, you know, the angels of Kiev. And uh, people are coming, they're looking. And he says, he was out in his car and he's giving people Bibles. He said, what was it? Was it 80 or 90 Bibles with people just gathered round his car in that city? You say, what's God doing? Well, all I can tell you, you go to the in the streets here and you tell them you've got Bibles, and you find 80 or 90 people who would gather and say, this is what I need. And as they give the Bibles out, one said, they gave them bread and they gave them Bibles. And the man said these words, in the situation I'm in now, I think this is the one which is more important. And you see that people will come to him. People come to him. You can come to him personally. The people of this world can come to him in faith. You can bow the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. There are those this day, you see, which are giving their lives to him. People gather to him. People gather to him on Sunday morning. And they gather to worship him. And you're here. And there's another fellowship somewhere else. And there are others in this land of Wales. And there are people who are gathering to him. There are people in Ukraine this morning which will be gathering to him in praise and in praise and in worship. And one day, one day, 
all the people, all the people will be gathered unto him. He reigns. He's gathering the people. The shields of the earth belong to God. Our protection is in now his hands. Look, just going to tell you just three things very briefly as we close. This is a psalm of a king who has gone up with a shout. Clap your hands, all you people. And have a shout of triumph about you. Even in this world of chaos and despair and confusion, that in March 2022, you're standing at the side of the road and you're cheering him on. The king, he reigns and he lives. And you're there. And that's where you are in this place. But there are those which are not at the side of the road. And there's people like Putin. And there's people who say, I want to fight for my democracy because I want to be free. All I can tell you this, you need a king in your life. Someone who can guard you and protect you. You need a king who can rule. You need a king who can provide. Look, there's a world today who say, they don't believe in King Jesus. They have no time for his kingdom. They won't join with that crowd. Oh, but one day, all the nations will be gathered to him. And you need in your life to come to a place, and you've got to be able to say it from your heart, that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord. And you know him as Lord of your life. Now, thirdly, just for us as perhaps uh, Christians and can you take comfort? Can you take comfort from that psalm this morning? In the chaos and confusion in the world in which we live, look, there is one who is utterly, totally in control. He is seated on the throne. He is coming and he's going to deal. He is reigning. And you know you're certain of it because our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ is the one who's gone up with a shout.